So we'll do the three, two, one, and then clap on the word clap. Okay. Just a refresher for everyone. All right. Yes. Fucking mom. Ready? I'm sorry. Do you need me to pull over right now? I will pull this whole podcast over. I fucking dare you. We will talk I about will it in die. the Honda. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of So Did You Like It, a film podcast that you can put with the thousands and thousands of other film podcasts, but we're not going to be critics. We're not going to throw you reviews. We're just going to ask the question that every group of friends asks at the end of watching a movie. So did you like it? I am Sir Squaren, and I am joined, as always, by the lovely Kaz, my co-host. Say hi, Kaz. Hi, I'm the lovable Jack-a-dandy Kaz. And we're also joined here by a special guest, a returning special guest. Who are you, special guest? Hey, my name is Sarah. Nice to meet you. And with that beautiful energy, that's <laughs> right. We did watch Seven Brides for Seven Brothers we sure this did. week. For our first musical film of this podcast, <laughs> Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, directed by Stanley Donan, based off of the uh, parody story, The Sobbin' Women, starring Jane Powell, er, Powell and Howard Keel. This is the story of seven backwoodsman brothers, one getting a wife and then convincing his six other brothers, hey man, y'all gotta get married too. And how they get about it is what makes this story. And I just gotta say, disclaimer, none of us here agree with the (laughs) process of this film. We do not agree with this. Do not attempt this. Never ever try to say we told you to do this. All right, we can continue. Not every podcast comes with that disclaimer. So it starts off pretty normal. We're in the Oregon Territory, you know, and we just have a beautiful intro. You get to see some scenery. You get to see this guy with his mule going to town. Beautiful map paintings in the background. Beautiful map paintings in the background. Sarah totally believed we brought her in for a good movie. Oh. It was great for the first five minutes. And then he opened his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, our main protagonist and relatable hero, Adam, comes into town and starts singing how he's looking for a bride. I'm pretty sure Square knows the lyrics better than I do. (laughs) Oh, oh. I, I I will read us the lyrics in a second. I, should we? Oh. Do you want me to read them? I have them pulled up. Oh, please do. <laughs> I'm begging. <clears throat> so first, you need to understand that Adam has come into town to trade his wares for uh, what he'll need for him and his brothers up in their uh, farm in the woods, up in the mountains. And uh, after being told it'll probably be impossible because there are no women available to marry here in this small town. He tells them that, don't tell me what's impossible, basically. And this is his first beautiful song. I'm going to give you a dramatic reading. Tucker, if you want to edit in a couple seconds of this song before I give it, just so they know how this sounds, I fully appreciate that. (laughs) 
bless your beautiful hide wherever you may be. We ain't met yet, but I'm a willing to bet you're the gal for me. Morning, ma'am. You're just as good as lost. I don't know your name, but I'm mistaken my claim, lest your eyes is crossed. Oh there's where it starts to turn. I was like, so far it sounds it sounds a bit fluffy and a bit like romantic. It's not problematic. And then the other shoe drops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, did you have more? <laughs> oh, 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 don't worry. I have some more. I have some more. Oh, I'd swap my gun and I'd swap my mule, though whoever took it would be one big fool. Or pay your way through cooking school, if in you would say I do. Bless your beautiful hide, prepare to bend your knee, and take that vow, because I'm telling you now. You're the gal for me. Pretty and trim, but kinda slim. Heavenly eyes, but oh that size. She's gotta be right to be the bride for me. You know what sucks? Is that his voice is so good. Like, he sounds beautiful. But he's just, like, vomiting horrible (laughs) misogyny. And this is, this was, like... Before he even starts singing his song, like five women, like young women walk into the general store and he starts walking around them, eyeing them like he's ready for the auction that's happening for them. Like he's on a fucking meat market or something. Looking for the shiniest apple in the basket. We've made so many metaphors in so little time. And none of them are good. Big Gaston (laughs) energy. Big Gaston energy. Oh my gosh, Gaston wish he could be this misogynistic. (laughs) Literally, dude. Oh my god. Yeah, and so he's he's walking, he's singing a song about judging these women, like about their size. Like when you're you're reading it, and it has no context. Just you know, when you're just reading the lyrics uh, like that. But like he's walking by, you know. Uh, a, a woman saying, you know, like, oh, like, not not too slim or something like that. Pretty and trim and kind of slim. You're calling one kind of slim, and then the one where he says, oh, that size. It was kind of a bigger lady, and so it's like, all right, like, what the... <laughs> he's just singing about, like, how he's making, judge like, visual judgments about these women. Oh, and he's he's not even ashamed of himself. For him, this is, this is how it should be. This is only right. This This is... His right as uh, as Adam Pontipe, Mountain Man. That's gonna come up. Uh, Sarah brought up a good point. And that's gonna come up as we eventually discuss the other songs. I don't know much about musicals, so you guys are more of the authority in this one. But like y'all were saying, how like te- he had a very good technical singing voice. Like it was, it was very. He sang really well. He was singing oh, yeah. awful shit, but he sang it really well. Well, Howard Keel was known for his voice as yeah. an actor and even before um being an actor he was a broadway star he was not a good dancer but that man has a voice <laughs> so that's why he wasn't in the dance scene also shows. <laughs> that exactly. also shows yeah he all the other boys all the other ponape boys doing all these great cool stunts and they're dancing their asses off <laughs> who doesn't dance fucking adam 
But his dandy brothers, how dare they? His jack-a-dandy brothers. This is not the best message to put out as a single man, but he doesn't care because he has already caught the attention of Millie, the cook. And of course, she fits all the points. He eyes her with that perfect view of he is running the numbers in his head. She's acceptable for now. Even like by the end of the song, he's even saying like, oh, look, and she's sassy too because he like looks through a window and she like pushes like another dude away from her. Oh, yeah. And sassy as can be. It looks like, yeah, just she just pushes him, right? Doesn't deck him. No, yeah, she. I think she just pushes him away. As hard as she could probably deck someone. I mean, this woman was... She is... I love Millie in this movie. Millie is the reason I can watch this oh, movie. Oh, yeah. I grew up with this movie. So, like, as a kid watching music, move, like movie musicals like this, you get lost in them because that's what they were for. That's what was popular. And it shows with, like, a lot of their uh, musical rhythms. Like, the, it's easy to get stuck in your head. I don't like Adam, but God, Millie, she is so great in this movie. I I get it. Millie is like, (laughs) Millie continuously looks to see the good in people, even when they definitely don't deserve it. And she has the um, almost technical benefits like that Adam does, except she's not a twat. (laughs) So Millie over Adam any day. Yeah, I think we're all agreed on that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. For also sure. her feistiness that kind of makes the story happen. And I'm going to say for better or for worse. I think it's she intends it for the better. Adam's an asshole, and that's why things turn out the way they do. Which, it's a happy ending, question mark? I'm not, I don't feel good about saying that. So you have to wonder when Millie like looked at Adam for the first time, was she like... Did she fall for his tricks or was she thinking to herself in her strong womanly ways, I can fix him? Uh. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't know because she's like she was fed lies the entire point on from here. Yeah. So she thought she was getting it getting it done. But she still agrees to marry him. They get married that day. Even with the priest telling her like you don't know this man. I've heard things about this man. Don't do this. I think there was a lot of like unspoken like societal pressure, like bullshit. It's like one of those things. Like she even told the the priest, "It's like, well, you're always on me about getting married and all that. So now I'm getting married." Like yes, to our boys, <laughs> to our boys in town. Yeah, look how much she has to already ruffian. She has to like cook for them and clean up for them already, thinking, "Oh, I'm gonna get a husband <laughs> outside of these fucking slobs, and I'll be able to just cook for." one man and just clean uh, the house and live for just me and someone else not a whole group of assholes <laughs> it's what she believes yeah and uh he doesn't contradict her he even lets her sing about <laughs> just literally through this entire wagon ride we realize very early on that nothing is told in the wagon the wagon is a bed of lies <laughs> He refuses to tell her anything in this goddamn wagon. <laughs> yeah, she she has a whole song. They stop for a bit, and she's like, oh, you know, to, to, to love one man and all that stuff. And, you know, just finally have some quiet and some rest. And, oh, it's going to be great. Just all this for, for us and us alone. To which she says nothing. 
in the wagon of lies. <laughs> his, la- his wagon of lies. So then they, afterwards, afterwards they, I want a wagon of lies emote. Sorry. Uh, after <laughs> they get to the farmstead, we get to see all these lovely animals, beautiful Goats, oh horses, uh, yes. I think a border collie? There's, there are dogs in every scene in this movie, and it's easily the best part of this film <laughs> entirely. And as soon as we get there, uh, one of the brothers start, yeah, this strange, dirty man just runs out of the house. Adam just like, oddly, that's normal. Oddly just as ginger as her husband. Strange. Mm. <laughs> How about them apples? And then suddenly, more men start appearing more ginger men just like this man i think one of them or two of them are standing there one of them looks at her and it's like uh you know they introduce each other and once they find out that she's his wife it's he just calls out to like two other brothers like hey she did it (laughs) he got himself a wife she believed him and then all of a sudden there's 85 burly ginger lumberjacks just chilling in the living room (laughs) And she's like, excuse me? Oh, she walks into that living room and sees a broken table, a ruined kitchen, mm-hmm. uh, dust everywhere, yep. a laundry room completely filled with lawn- dirty laundry that Adam expects her to clean, uh, and with the mission to make sure dinner's on the table by six for all of them. Because when she turns to those six strange men, it's just like, and you guys live... In here, in the house with you as well. It's just like, yep, yep, yep. She asked, y'all live, ar- she, she asked, y'all live around here, I guess? And they're like, no, not around here, here. And she's like, oh, <laughs> of course. Uh, and then dinner goes great, guys. She, like, You know, she has a, they have like a short moment where they show her like cl- starting to clean up. Like, she just doesn't complain or say anything. She just starts cleaning and she fucking goes to town. <laughs> That shit is clean by the time lunch starts or dinner is ready. She's determined. Like, she wants to make it work. But, man, the rage, it's building. Also, at some (laughs) point, people are just fighting, I remember. I think she compliments someone. Well, yeah, dinner starts and they start eating food like animals. Just like, look, it's like, Adam, look at them. They're, They're acting like pigs. And he just goes, well, that just means the vittles are good. And just covers his plate with all the food there is too they're just reaching across yeah he sits down at the table with them at the head of the table but there's no <laughs> chairs left there's no place for millie to the food's sit. not for millie it's for the men okay <laughs> what the fuck man and millie gets millie fucking does what's right she's like if you're gonna act like pigs you're gonna eat like pigs and throws that entire table over all the food on the ground is just like do it. Fucking eat. And storms upstairs. I'm like, yeah, Millie, get your shit. Oh, yeah. She's a badass. Like, good on her. Yeah, I think oh we all God. cheered. Amazing. It's so beautiful. It's, it's so, so beautiful. <laughs> Standing up to the man. I think, I think after all that, uh, is that when Adam goes up to his room to see if she's gone to bed uh, sometime later? Oh, my God. God. Okay. Oh, first, first we get the best scene for seven brothers in one room. (laughs) You just see these. You see Adam with his pipe, just kind of sitting with his legs out, and all six of them sprawled out. And he just goes, 
Well, uh, looks like it's past your bedtime, boys. It's nine o'clock. Already an hour past it. Gotta get up early for uh for morning plowing for the fields. Mm, morning plowing. <laughs> he wants to. Literally, they're all like, so they fucking, and it's the weirdest shit ever. Oh, they've they've got the 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 biggest shit eating smirks. It's like, oh yeah, he's going to bed. Ugh, it makes me feel weird. <laughs> I don't like. It. And and Adam fully expects Millie. To be totally fine after what happened at dinner. I just, the, the the first thing that I think of when I see my wife throw a table is, oh, she's probably down to fuck. Like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. What is DTF wrong with you? Is and then they're all like creeping, trying to see what's happening. Oh, I hate it. He, he goes in and she is sitting at the at a, on a rocking chair, just dead staring at the wall won't even look at him and uh it's like well i think it's time for bed she's like i think it is too but i'm not laying next to you ha! you didn't want a wife you wanted a maid and a cook yeah that's my queen and then um he here's where we start some more manipulating and gaslighting where he's just said uh, well not really gaslighting that's the wrong use of the word uh manipulation where he's like well all right, I guess if you're going to sleep in here because you refuse to sleep in the same room as him, he just starts going out the window and <laughs> no, no, no. sitting in a First tree. First he goes outside the room, and mm. we see all six brothers listening at the door looking at him with like a smirk, and he's just like, she wants some water. She's thirsty. Mm. Goes outside and climbs up the tree next to her. Oh No, I thought he came back in and went through the window. Because I think he just he just kind of stepped out onto the tree. I thought he went outside and climbed the tree. Regardless, this motherfucker is in a tree. Next to the window where his wife is. Yeah, gotta watch Post over her while she sleeps. Make sure she's safe. Weird. I hate it. And so he's like, yeah, he's just like, oh, you're not going to share the same bedroom as I am, so I guess I'll sleep out here. Sure, it's not cozy. I wouldn't prefer to sleep here, but I guess this is what I got to do. You know, because it's her fault. Playing on her sympathy, yeah. Obviously. Yeah, Ob's her fault. And then, of course, after that, because she's a person with fucking empathy, she's like, well, why don't you come inside? Looking like it could be mighty cold. I don't think a, I don't think a bridegroom should spend his first night out in a tree. Of course. And then, of course, he, like, falls or something and breaks the bed when... All six of the brothers are like, <laughs> they're breaking the bed. And you're just like, shut up. <laughs> Go to sleep, you fucking weirdos. Yeah. The next day, I guess Adam leaves early. He's got plowing to do. Because he didn't do any plowing that night. Well, I Adam isn't the uh, the farmer. Shut up, God. <laughs> Get out of here. Adam doesn't, I don't believe he does like field work. He's the like trapper and hunter of the family. So he goes out for the day and uh oh. like he's already gone by the time millie is up and she's waking the brothers up and to the brothers great surprise all of their clothes uh, are gone sh- she does say oh he already had his breakfast and all that so she got up and did feed him yeah yeah like he gets up early and leaves even before they're up and uh to their great surprise all their clothes are gone and all they have on them 
is their underwear. Basically like those big onesies with the ass flaps. They didn't have any literal, ass flaps. Literal literal ba- ass flaps. <laughs> basically what they were wearing. Like their underwear was just like full on like a full onesie. The dirtiest, most stressed out underwear. Oh, don't lie, you all know you wish you had one. Yeah, I want some that fit properly. Cause they it was bulging in all the wrong places. It was bad. It was not cute. <laughs> Which, hence why she wanted to wash them. And she would not let them out unless they handed over all of their underwear so they could be washed. And they had to take a bath, proper bath, and clean up. Oh, and shave. Oh, yeah, and shave. All them beards lost. All them fake beards just... (laughs) All those fake beards were (laughs) gone. You called it out. You were like, are those all just fake beards? I think I could spot a fake beard. And I was like, oh, no. And then sure enough, after they shaved, like, yeah, I guess so. I didn't know until that day that I was good at spotting out fake beards. <laughs> Here we are. Anyway, cut to um, they're all sitting at the breakfast table naked as fuck with blankets. Towel. Oh, okay. Naked as the day they came into this world. Yeah. And that's when we realized there's some six handsome men under that dirt. Yeah, that that's true. They are. That's a good-looking family. Except the one that dresses like he's like Woody from <laughs> Toy Story. <laughs> he looks like a Guess Who character, and I won't hear anything else. <laughs> Which one? He looks so weird. Uh, I think that's Frankincense, right? No, uh, because the we... one you're talking about, I bl- the one I'm talking about is the one that wears the yellow checkered shirt. Yeah, isn't that Frankincense? I think that's Caleb. Oh. We forgot to mention that there's, like... Well, there's seven of them. Duh. Title of the movie. Oh, yeah. Kaz, but... could you name the seven brothers for us? Ah, shit. Okay, I, I can do this. Adam. I can do this. All right, Adam. Easy. Uh... Bartholomew. Ben. Definitely not Bartholomew. Benjamin. Benjamin. I think right, I'm going to go that's with that one. Two, don't, that's don't, two. Don't correct me, though, because if I'm wrong, just let me live. <laughs> I'm pretty sure y'all said Caleb. Yeah. Uh, what comes after C? What Ephraim. comes after C? What letter oh, comes a, after C? Oh, right. I forgot there's an alphabetic thing going on here. Um, David? I don't know. I think David might be David correct. sounds right. Yeah. I'm going to go with David. Fuck it. I don't know. Yeah. And then, like I said, for E, I'm going to go with a, a Ephraim? I think it's, yeah, Ephraim mm-hmm. or something. Uh, how many more do I have? Oh, two. I have my fingers up. Two. <laughs> the two best... Brothers, you have left. Uh, y'all just said it. I don't remember. Okay, wait. I'll give you a hint. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I'll give you a hint. Frederico. No. What the hell? <laughs> it's a it's a name, and their parents couldn't come up with an F name. That's an actual no name. Frankincense. Yeah. Frankincense. So they named him Frankincense. Yeah. There you go. And then our boy, our boy and yours, everyone's favorite, Gideon. He's our favorite. I love him. He's the best of the rotten bunch. He's so, so sweet. That's a, that's Beautiful totally six out of seven. Now, if you asked me to name the wives, <laughs> I'm even more fucked. We'll oh, no, get no, no, to no. that in a second. Don't okay. worry. Okay. okay. Uh, the it is not David. It is Daniel. But who cares? Damn at it. This point? Okay. <laughs> One of them D's. I'm completely screwed when it comes to the wives. <laughs> I cannot wait till we get to the wives. Yes. I remember one. Yeah, the one. <laughs> the one. Oh, we're so excited. So we're beautiful, handsome men are having breakfast, all that stuff. And and they're very, they say grace. They are very polite. Mm-hmm. They even 
uh, like one reaches he's like no you go first thank you thank you and he passes it over to his brother who says thank you everyone has just got the nicest manners now millie's amazing at what she does makes you wonder what the the problem factor could be but let's let's keep going (laughs) (laughs) anyway she goes to town with the squad. Six men in the wagon protecting oh, her. You mean literally. <laughs> <laughs> I she, was like, no! Did I miss a scene? What? Because <laughs> Gideon offers to go in to drive God the horses. It. And that's when Frank comes. And then someone screams, Millie's going into town. And everyone jumps on. Yeah, we take the wagon of lies back to town. So then... I remember she goes into a store and she's doing her business. I don't know. And somebody gets into some. Oh, no, no, no. They see girls, right? They see girls. They see girls. And they're like, oh, girl. And then they act strange. Girl. Girl. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, these asshole men that are just a little bit more established, but are still assholes, then kind of start to pick a fight with them. And then it ends up. They're cracking a window. Yep. But like one or two brothers is able to take on like a mob of men just to show the superior ginger boys. Here's the best part though. The three men. So I think it was Caleb that gets sent to try to talk to a girl. And he says something just incredibly impolite. He offers her to, uh, to chewing tobacco. That's right. Offers some chewing tobacco. They, the three men call him out. Frank comes down and is like, what? It's good tobacco. <laughs> and then without Caleb's help, beats down three men. And Millie comes out and is even just like, Frank, stop this. He's like, okay. Hits one of them, or hits each one one more time, knocking out all three one after the other. He's like, it stopped. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. He just stacks them on top of each other the, too. To- which is supposed to show you the Ponity Brothers can hold their own in a fucking fight. They can throw down. There's some strong boys, but Millie ain't having it. Yeah. Millie don't play that way. This is not the household Millie run because you want to impress a girl, you got to go courting. You got to go courting. <laughs> Manners and no fighting. Manners and no fighting. Oh. And Adam is such an asshole because he's just like, you're never going to turn these six backwoodsmen into jack-a-dandies. Which is, what? Mm, there it is. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm assuming it's just a longer version mm. of calling someone a dandy, which I guess is derogatory. It's supposed to be just, you know, kind of a city folk, you know, well-dressed, well-mannered, you know, kind of guy. But, you know, you use it as a pejorative, so I guess it's just to be like, you know, oh, he's weak and you know, soft and all that shit. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, here's where we begin the wonderful choreography that is in this movie. Because then Millie starts to begin to teach them how to, like, court a lady and teach them how to dance with women. And it's the most, like, pure and sweet thing ever. I loved it. Would we like a retail? Oh, please. Of, yes, of yes, lyrics? yes, yes, Yeah, that's, I'm sure this isn't, isn't going to have any problems, right? This one, actually, no. Tucker, you know what to do. Go and court. Go and court. Oh, it sets your senses in a whirl. Go and courtin', go and courtin'. Do not to go and see your gal. Oh, it's fun to hunt and shoot a gun, or to catch a rabbit on the run. Oh, you'll find it's twice as sportin'. Go and courtin'. Now there's lots of things you have to know. 
Be sure the parlor light is low. You sidle up and squeeze her hand. Let me tell you, fellas, that it's grand. You hem and haw a little while. She gives you kinda half a smile. You cuddle up, she moves away. Then the strategy comes into play. Going courting, right? Yeah, they have this big so old cute. choreographed song and dance where everyone takes turn dancing with Millie and being upstanding gentlemen. And then by the end, they all have like their their hand, their head resting on their hands, going like girls. And at the at the end, like when you really go through this song, it's not actually a bad song. She's just telling you be polite, like just be polite, be nice, you know, be a little flirty. Don't be afraid of contact, but don't be forceful with contact let the girl make choices you know it's just millie trying to teach them hey going courting is about two people not one hey don't be adam don't be adam just just respect women maybe he's doing this whole song and all this stuff and be like huh is that what adam did for you millie Mm. Mm? Mm. Mm. Hmm. <sighs> anyway. No, no, he just said, hey, once you, you finish work, let's go get married. <laughs> uh, it. So then we cut from this dance sequence to the six brothers lined up with their hands out, showing their fingernails that are all clean, trimmed, and nicely uh, manicured with beautiful colored shirts on, nice <laughs> pants, Good sturdy boots, ready to go to the barn raisin dance to go courting. And I'm not gonna lie, they those six brothers look so cute, like so excited, like in front of mom, basically, like to their first school dance, just wanting to impress her. It's so wholesome. Yeah, is this there was some kind of like get together with the whole town, right? Yeah, uh, it was a barn dance. Like, is this like the first one ever? Because like Millie should have met all these ginger people by then. The Ponopes don't, well, it was implied that they kept to themselves, like only Adam would ever come down to town to do the trading, uh, and the brothers never came uh, down. So this was the first time the Ponopes came down to participate in one of these. But Adam have such a control that he didn't allow his brothers to leave. wonder if he is the problem. Um, but, but Millie is like a very she seems very like popular within the town um with everybody like everyone seems to know who she is but she also has a lot of friends that are ladies yes she has yeah, ladies she has friendships with women hey kaz can you name the ladies oh, for us <laughs> please do it please i'm begging right, you so we got millie we need seven of them right and they don't have yeah. an alphabetic way to remember them either they I don't, don't. but no, one's no. funny and one you should know there's one that I absolutely just giggled like an asshole every time they said her name, and that's our <laughs> very tall woman, Dorcas. Uh-huh. Love it. So there's two. Uh, what was her best friend's name? It started with like an S or something, didn't it? Yeah, Sandy it does. Or, nope. Sandy it, or Sally? Or, nope. Take, no? take, take one other guess of what the S name could be. <laughs> She's on the podcast <laughs> with us. Jesus, Jesus Christ! Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was gonna. I was very purposely gonna say a different S name. Samantha. 
Is it Samantha? No, it's it's Sarah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to throw in there. There's also a Samantha. <laughs> I a Katie you, with an eye. I just yeah. know you called one of them Bo Peep, so I'm going to go with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no clue for the other there's, two. There's an Alice. There is an Alice. Yeah. Alice is my favorite. Then. Perfect. Love that name. That's right. We have Millie, Dorcas, Ruth Jepsen. Martha, Liza, Who Sarah, the Kai, fuck would have and Alice Ruth Jepsen. But here's the thing, Kaz. Your friend uh, or your favorite Dorcas. Did you recognize Dorcas? Did did either of you recognize Dorcas? She looked familiar, but no. I don't know from what. I was thinking she, like maybe like a Twilight Zone episode. Her name, maybe this will help. Her name is Julie Newmar. Absolutely not. No idea. Did nothing for me. She was Catwoman in the 1960s television Batman. Oh, I didn't. She know is the very first popular Catwoman. That's cool. She was the like that was what made her big. That's what everyone remembered her for. So I'm not gonna lie, I didn't actually recognize her until this playthrough or watch through playthrough. <laughs> but as I was watching the, to myself, I kept. I was like, "Is that Catwoman? Oh shit! Look at her!" And you named her Dorcas. <laughs> She's one of the few that made it big after this. Uh, after this movie. I mean, a few of them did. With Gideon, our boy Gideon. But anyway, ah, the men are such gentlemen when they meet these women, aren't they? You know, looking up real quick, it does say she was in a few episodes of Twilight Along Zone. Along with, with, I think um, she was, yeah. I with know, Gideon. So she wasn't, Arcane. but like, that's what she was known for. She was Catwoman. Anyway, they're all infatuated with these women, and Gideon particularly, like, the minute he sees Alice, he is down bad. He's like, you're the prettiest girl I've ever seen, and it's so cute. It was one of those things where she reaches out her hands to try to, like, get something from the cart that she could carry over, just so she could hang out with Gideon, and she's looking at Gideon, Gideon looking at her, Adam's like, well, I'm sorry, ma'am, there's nothing else for, for us to... To hand to you. And Gage is like, well, I can escort you back over there, ma'am. And she's just so happy. Oh, it's so cute. It's it's uh, truly the best. He's never left. He's never seen a girl. Of course she's the prettiest he's ever seen. Damn it, Kaz. And- <laughs> it's crazy. Like, it's just like, it's like, well, follow me to the ends of the earth. Oh, my God. Gideon is. These six boys are smooth as hell. Gideon is really like the most romantic <laughs> one. Aside from the cat calling, which will come up later, but mm-hmm. uh, not so romantic. Um, but it's time for some dancing. All the girls enjoy dancing, and the more of the, I don't know, the, the, the townsfolk, not the Ponape boys, like they all grab one of the girls away from one each one of the boys. And start dancing with him until is it Gideon once again who gets the courage to just go in there, throw himself in there, and like grab his dance partner back? Yeah, I think he's the first one. He grabs Alice, but then she gets grabbed back like almost immediately. Yeah, and then we get this really intricately choreographed like dance tug of war game going on where like each it's of like the a boys... dance fight, but like the women are the weapons. <laughs> dance tug of war. <laughs> I d- also it- did think it was tug of war, but the but it their dancing slaps like this. This song <laughs> goes hard, and there are no words. It's just great. It's just a. It's 
it's a barnyard version of a lot of the themes you hear throughout the mm-hmm. uh, movie, and it's so well done. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it seems really well choreographed so much. so. And, like, I'm used to, like, modern movies where it's, like, you're always cutting away because, you know, you can't have, you know, or your actor can't do it all, so you got, like, a stunt double or someone in there to, like, da- double for them and dance. But they show these fucking boys' faces. These guys, these actual actors that are singing and doing all these lines, they're the ones dancing like fucking hell. <laughs> Truly, like, that's what... I feel like every single time I'm on this podcast, I'm going to talk about how great theater is, but, like... That's why theater is so phenomenal because they're just like Broadway actors and actresses are trained to do that like eight times a week and do all these like magical flips in the air and not have a stunt double. And it looks so unbelievably effortless. Like they're, they're um, balancing on logs. They're jumping around on wooden panels and it is so like, it's all one take and it's so, so well done. There's a few shots where I thought maybe it would have been like, especially some of the stuff where they're doing backflips on like two boards, mm-hmm. where like you mostly see them from like either just like the legs, or you'll see them from like you know like a uh, chest down. Those mm-hmm. are parts where I'm like, mm, they probably did switch them out there. <laughs> yeah. Might have been a little too risky, but for the most part, yeah, these fucking guys are throwing down. Actually, I believe most of them all pulled off their own stunts because most of the brothers. Besides Adam and Benjamin, most of the brothers are all classically trained dancers um, who are used to doing dances like this. They are all, all of them were either from Broadway, were ballet trained. Like they, two oldest brothers, couldn't do the two. Yeah, (laughs) there was Howard Keel, who was only known for his voice, and uh, uh, Benjamin is played by Jeff Richards, who was was a former professional baseball player. So that's why you never oh, see cool. him dance, really. If you actually like pay attention to like the dance sequences with the brother, the orange shirt brother, Benjamin, is always towards the back, so you can't see his legs. Well done, because I didn't catch that. Ex- exactly. Like, it's... Tell you what I did catch, though. <laughs> Millie doesn't get to dance. Why? Yeah. Her dance partner. He didn't bother to go to the <laughs> dance floor. He didn't take her dancing. Asshole. That's true. She got her, she got her dance minutes uh, in the courting song. She's good. She got yeah. to dance with six men. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> True. But, like, clearly, by showing that, she enjoys going and dancing and all that stuff, and her husband won't... Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the dance, though, it you kind of see this moment where, like, the women get to choose how to end the dance, and they all six choose the Ponope brothers. They all jump into the arms of the Ponope brothers as they look off into the sky, into the distance, like classic Broadway style, you know? So it sounds like it's... At the end of the song... Sounds like it's shaping up to be a romantic movie after all, I guess. (laughs) And that's when we see, after this, we cut away to a glimpse of the cutest (gasps) character of this whole movie. Oh, my God. I remember Uh, the name of this one. Do you want to give that cast? Do you want to tell us the name of it? Annabelle, the cutest fucking cat. Annabelle. It's a little baby cow. Little baby cow. That's for the barn raising, the uh, the man who is who the barn is being raised for, he is offered the winning team who gets their side up the fastest and the most proper, a baby calf by the name of Annabelle. And she is just so damn cute. You just see him like petting her and patting her and you just wish you were this man now because you just want this movie to end and to be best friends with Annabelle for the rest of your life. Yeah. See, I know a calf or a cow in those times were probably worth quite a bit. But this is a competition in like, what, four groups of seven guys and only one group 
assuming that it's the group is all going to share the cow. Um, only one group gets the cow. I think this is exploitative labor. This is bullshit. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> but so yeah, that's the competition. Yeah. Raise raise the barn. Um, whoever I guess they raise the barn. Raise- they raise the roof. They raise hell. Yeah, they do. <laughs> well, the other group does, really. And right, it, it totally goes fine. Everyone is a sports, uh, like true sportsman, and it's beautiful. And everyone comes together in a sign of friendship. Okay, and then then the yeah, for sure. Everyone's respectful. Like a Knight's Tale two point Awesome, great. And then I guess the brothers win, and we go back home. Anyway. The back to reality. What, yeah. They the Jack dandies, the city folk or whatever, decide to be a bunch of bag of dicks to the Ponope brothers. And so they start doing little things like like uh hitting their toe or like dropping something on them, trying to get a rise out of them. And these brothers are so sweet and, and wonderful that they have really learned that to like have manners and not start fights so like i think somebody like drops a hammer on somebody's foot or something they go i i must have just slipped or something and they're not getting a rise out of them and adam starts to like catch on and it gets a little yeah suspicious i don't know if I'd... someone slams a, ha- a a hammer into the hand of our boy gideon that's what, that's what i was thinking i was like i don't think it's little things like it's pretty bad. He'd bash his hand with a hammer. The other one, like, fucking just wang the guy in the head with a board. <laughs> oh, like, while Adam is chastising them for being a bunch of a bunch of dandies, they throw a board down and hit, like, three of them at once on the head, and Adam's just like, you deserved that. Yeah, like a real shit gibbon. He's just like, <laughs> yeah, all right, get your asses beat in, and... Uh, granted, they are taking it a bit extreme. Like, I understand you're trying to be respectful, but like a little bit of you know self respect. Because uh, yeah, like the guy bashes his fucking thumb and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I I shouldn't have had my hand there." I'm like, what? Hey, you gotta. Millie taught them to be polite. And they follow to a T, I and guess. Just remember, just remember, blessed are the meek, and to always turn the other cheek. That was from Going Courtin, sorry. I was okay. like, huh? <laughs> That's literally in the song. And they're following the instructions. Acting meek, turn the other cheek. Because let me ask you this. At the end of the day, if the Ponopes didn't do anything, didn't retaliate, and those men who were beating them up go back to these women and tell them what they did, do you think those women would have thought that was awesome after just is experiencing that whole like dance party with them you're saying it's adam's fault (laughs) (laughs) yes i'm saying this is adam's fault because yeah he starts telling them to like you know beat ass raise hell and one of them does when one of the guys hits adam because like yeah he does some i think that's when he drops the board or he like smack he smacks adam with something and then yeah he's had enough he's like wait he isn't involved in any of this and so he he strikes the guy back for hitting his brother. They don't defend themselves, but they defend their brother. And then it just literally and figuratively all comes crashing down. But you do also realize, because if you think about it, if it's four teams and it's seven uh, people each, 
That just proves each Ponifee brother can take down three men on their own. Yeah. Even Gideon. <laughs> Even sweet baby boy Gideon. Sweet baby boy. Even <laughs> sweet baby boy Gideon. Piss him off. He will country brawl you down like there's nobody's business. <laughs> it, yeah, like Sarah said, they bring down the house. They fucking brawl, beat the shit out of each other. The Ponifee boys end up on top as far as the fight goes and then yeah the barn walls come crashing down and they all kind of got to leave in shame i don't think they ever show who wins the horse right or who wins the cow right i don't think we see the cow ever again okay is millie impressed by this well i wouldn't she's she's not impressed but she's also not mad like you can tell like she's not or at least she's not mad at them like she's like healing their ailments later and they apologize and she said yeah i get it a witch is healing them? Yes. Literally. She's like, yeah, I was like, she uses witch, witch hazel. That doesn't make her a witch, man. <laughs> That's just low-grade uh, rubbing alcohol, if man. I go to CVS right now. It was really funny just hearing, like, she was healing her their ailments <laughs> earlier. I was just like, uh, and I was immediately she was. Like, ah, yes, my magic tonics and nope. healing potions for all the ailments. Yeah. Nope, nobody has soaked my knuckles before. Nobody has healed my ailments. <laughs> Bruised eye, put a steak on it. That's the kind of healing she does. <laughs> Two cuts of beef right now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But yeah, it kind of feels like she's already forgiven them because I bet you anything Probably. they do explain what happens, Don't and she right. does blame Adam for it. But also, like, those, we'll, yeah. we'll learn even more later. Like, these city guys are also not good people. Like, they're assholes. So, so it, like, you know, there's got to be a line somewhere. But it seems that these boys don't know what limits are. So, it's like a one or the other type of thing. You either are a pushover or you're killing people. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we'll get to cro- we'll get to limits in a second. Okay. But <laughs> it it gets to close. To, it gets into the winter time, and our boys are super sad because they got struck by that love bug, something fierce. Yeah, yeah. It it already kind of sets off that it's not going well for the family because they now realize how lonely they are as people. So I believe it's like Benjamin who decides first, just like when spring comes, I'm leaving the farm. I'm never coming home. There's nothing for me here. I've got to go. And Millie's just like, oh, my God, I'm going to be left alone with this man, actually. Oh, my God, I've got to keep these brothers here. I cannot let these brothers leave. I cannot be stuck with Adam by myself. Yeah, you know, I didn't read it that way, but I'm going to say that's my headcanon now. <laughs> you can't convince me otherwise. She's now realized at this per- at this point, Adam's a terrible person. She'll realize it later, well. too, as well. Um... So they stay on, and they have themselves a little sad boy song while they sing about being in love. That's fun. Or is that later? <laughs> the sad boy song later? No, that was that was, that was was the sad boy song. Yeah, the sad boy song happens then. Where they dance with axes. <laughs> yeah, they do. Hey, we got two brothers sawing a fucking log. Literally. Not sleeping. <laughs> sawing a log. And, like, you got the other three or four that are just, like, choreographed just swinging an axe and going, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're just so sad. Literally. 
Oh, poor boys. <laughs> poor sad boys. Poor sad boys. Is there, is there anything in that song that we needed to know, or are we moving on? Uh, Honestly, no. That song that's, was the most boring one. Yeah, it's, it's a classic sad song, you know? Okay, I'm just wondering if there was any lyrics in there that we needed highlighted. Oh, um, it's the next song that we'll get it, that we'll get that uh, reading. Don't worry about that. Adam, being the great brother that he is, sees his uh, brothers in, in in distress, and you know. And, and remember, Millie tells him first it's because they are in love with those women, and that like they're lonely, and that they need to do something about it. And that they need to think about this right, and that Adam should have a proper talk with them. So, what do they talk about? Ro- Sobbing women. <laughs> yeah, I think there was some Romans. He read in there. a book once that Millie had. She had the Bible, but he decided to read another book she had. Got himself an idea. Not taking no for an answer, Plutarch. Uh, Plutarch. It's giving very much abduction. Yeah, it was a book written by Plutarch. Millie brought two books with her. Bible and this book written by Plutarch and it is in this because you know Adam's not going to read the Bible so of course he reads the other book so knowing the best way for his brothers to get happiness you don't court women you kidnap mm-hmm. women say what now mm-hmm. we did did I did I did I pass out what movie did I just end up talking about what did what did you not understand? Did I stutter? You don't court women, says Adam. Not me, as a person, says Adam in the movie. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. You kidnap women. Right. Yeah. Wouldn't that be bad? Wouldn't they cry? Yeah. Yeah. No, because if you're not if you're not if you're not strong and you don't if you don't fight them and show your strength over them. They're going to think you're touched. They would cry. Sob, at least. Maybe maybe scream. Anyway, it's the happiest abduction song you've ever heard. Can we get a lyric? Sarah, you, you, you sound so excited. Would you like me? Would you like to read oh, it? Would you like to read the no, lyrics? No, I'm good. I am okay. Hit it, Tucker. Tell you about them sobbing women who lived in the Roman days. It seems that they all went swimming while their men was off to graze. Well, a Roman troop was riding by and saw them in their meal my. So they took them all back home to dry. At least that's what Plutarch says. Oh, yes, them women was so Oh, yes. Them a women was sobbing, 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 fit to be tied. <laughs> Every muscle was throbbing, throbbing from that riotous ride. Oh, God. Oh, Ew. they cried and kissed and kissed and cried all over that Roman countryside. So don't forget that when you're taking a bride, sobbing fit to be tied from that riotous ride. They never did return their plunder. The victor gets all the loot. They carried them home by thunder to Rotunda's small but cute. Oh, you've never seen, uh, oh, you've never seen so, they tell me, such downright domesticity with a Roman baby on each knee named Claudius and Brute. I think it was during the song that I said I miss Urban Cowboy. This <laughs> Dawn was, was singing about how fucking depressing yeah. that was. It, it was. Looking for love in all the wrong places. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
I really did not remember the muscle throbbing line, and now I, I am. Did. I did. I, I hate it. I, did I had a physical remember, reaction because I think at that point I literally just did what I did a couple minutes ago, where I said, "Say what now? <laughs> what was that lyric?" Yeah. Because I think y'all were talking, like when this song uh, started, we were like having a bit of a chat and I couldn't hear what the lyrics were, but I could see the subtitles and I was like, hold on. <laughs> oh, don't worry. The six brothers then jump in with, oh yes, them a women was sobbing, sobbing, passing them nights. Adam with, while the Romans was going out, hobbing, nobbing, starting up fights. They kept occupied by sewing lots of little old togas for them tots and saying, someday women folk will have rights. Passing <gasps> all forgot. of them nights, just sewing while the Romans had fights. Oh, that. Oh. Such domesticity. Such downright domesticity. Someday we'll have I, rights. I don't know. <laughs> when did this movie fewer, come out? Fewer. <laughs> If you were living in Texas, it wouldn't feel like it. That's for damn sure. Jesus. We're, we're still on our way. Oh, it came out in 1954. Oh. It was from a different time. Yeah. It was from it was a different okay time. Uh, I hate it. I want to go home. Anyway, they have, they have their motivation to go on and do the damn thing. Yep, they... Everyone packs up into the wagon of lies, and we head on to town. Like, this oh, is not a joke. God. We get a full-on kidnapping sequence. Adam drives his mm-hmm. brothers into town, and all six of them go off fetching their women. And just so you know, there's a moment where, like, two of the brothers have women, like, clasping blankets over their, like, over their shoulders, fireman style. And he's like, yep. wait, you got mine. And I think I got yours. And they just swap women and then throw them into the wagon. Yep. And we got Ephraim. It's awful. Ephraim. Ephraim? I think it's Ephraim. I always pronounce it Ephraim, but they pronounced it different than I did. So that's well, why I was like, is it Ephraim? They don't have a good track record right now of doing things the right way. So <laughs> so, so why yeah. would he get his own name right? Exactly. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Um, no, not Ephraim. Uh, Gideon. Sorry. I what didn't even say know? the wrong word. We went on this tangent for nothing. I've wasted our time. <laughs> Gideon sitting outside of the window of, um, oh, yeah. of Alice. And to try to get her attention, he's just going to start meowing. So he's out there <laughs> like an asshole going, meow, meow. Yeah, just over and over. While this, while Alice's man walks up behind him with a snow shovel and just leans over like, meow. Yeah, he, go, he she was going to go out, but he decides to go out instead of her, and he's there with a shovel ready to bash his head mm-hmm. in. And then some one of the brothers flips the Uno reverse card. Yeah. And just hits him. Yeah, he beats his ass. He falls to the ground. To which Gideon gets the idea that he should just meow harder. So it's just going, meow, meow, meow. What's wrong with that? It's a real just dipshit move on Gideon's part. I know we like Gideon, but this this wasn't it. Yeah. (laughs) This was not his best. Um, But yeah, eventually that gets her to get out there. And yeah, he just fucking kidnaps her. They were also supposed to take the priest because they wanted to do the kidnapping, right? Yeah, they forgot. Since they were going to be stuck on the other side with the snow... So I guess the idea was kidnap the women, kidnap the priest, cause an avalanche, take care of the women and the priest until spring. 
but they forgot the priest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we capture all of our sobbing women, throw them into the uh, wagon of lies, head on back. Mm-hmm. They're living up to their name, by the way. They're they're screaming and crying. Yeah, the whole time. <laughs> it's almost like this is yeah. a traumatic experience that no one should have to right. go through. Yeah. Almost. Wow. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> um, and then yeah they're being chased by the townsfolk who are like gathering everyone to go chase after them uh, they stop the, they cover the women's mouths and keep them from crying as they slowly go through the avalanche area echo pass yeah whatever who cares uh, <laughs> that was our Chekhov's gun earlier in the movie that's true they did set that up cause yeah he very creepily tells Millie when he first goes down there with her. Is like he was like, "Oh yeah, don't scream, or else you know, or you shouldn't scream, or else you know, it could all come down and snow you in." I thought it was gonna be like the murder moment where he's just like, "Ah, no one can hear you out here, anyways." But no, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They take the women, they quiet them down, and then the moment they get far enough where they're not going to be snowed in, they let them scream and shoot guns in the air. They came to kidnap these women packing heat. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's going to really great. help. With yeah. The yeah. They're going to know they weren't serious about this. Yeah. If they're all stuck there now. They're just stuck there. Millie is very surprised and, you know, angry. <laughs> seeing that she's pissed. Seeing that her boy Adam was... This was his bright idea? Oh, yeah. yeah. And he said, hey, I just learned it from the book you brought. Once again, oh. putting it on her. That's the, gaslighting. That, that I th- yeah, I was going to say, that I think is gaslighting. Yeah. Does he take responsibility for his actions? No. no. He runs away to the, to the cabin. Oh. Yeah, so what happens is Millie brings in the women. She says, none of them are going to touch you as long as, uh, as long as I'm here. So she brings them inside. Gives them all like tea yeah. or or coffee or something like that, something to drink to warm them up, and then tells the guys get some tea. Yeah, and tells the guys they aren't allowed in. They're gonna sleep in the barn until um, spring. You're gonna act like animals. You're gonna sleep in with the animals. Which Adam thought he was excluded from that. Like he was ready to walk in, and she said, "Nope, you too, motherfucker." And he doesn't want to take that. He doesn't want to sleep in the barn with his brothers, feeling some entitlement. Says he's going to go to the fucking cabin and live there by himself. This is like secluded cabin that has like, I don't know, that freezes and has a limited supply of food. Once again, trying to like do manipulative like guilt tactics is like, oh, you know, her knowing that it's not viable to live there, supposedly. Was like, oh, it's too dangerous, whatever. And he's like, well, what choice do I got again, woman? And so like, yeah, but this time she stands her ground. She says, oh, fuck it. <laughs> Let's him go. Let him run off, coward. So he's gone, and as the the boys are, like, doing their house chores and stuff, like, there's, like, some little pranks going on, like, they're putzing around, and you can tell that the girls are, like, like, Stockholm Syndrome is here, and it's, and it's booming. Like, they're, like, taking an eye to these boys, and oh, why I- it's a very weird... It's a weird thing, but you can tell, like, there there's a scene where they're, like, trying to come in and out of the house to, like, get something, and they're, like, eyeing the girls, and it's, there's tension. Yeah, each, there's some sexual tension happening. Each girl is individually, like, failing the group as she's c- succumbing to the thirst 
and watching her specific yeah. boy come in, and the rest of the, the rest of the girls are just like elbowing, like eh, cut it out. But then when their boy comes in, same thing. They all start to fall weak. Yeah, um, and then they get the news that really seals the deal. Millie's pregnant. This bitch. Oh, yeah, that's right. Has the spawn of <laughs> Satan in her. <laughs> this bitch. Anyway, sorry. get it out. Uh, <laughs> get it, get yeah, it she's out. Like three months uh, in, right? Or, or is it three months or six months? I want to say she's like she's like six months oh, okay. in because she's gonna have. Think about it. It's midwinter, mm. right? And she's gonna have the baby in in spring. Yeah. So like she's almost there, or just before the snow starts melting. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. She's 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 in it. Goddamn. Yeah, she's ready to pop. Um. I thought she said three, but maybe. Anyway, so yeah, uh, we have uh, all all the girls are excited and all that. Um, and and the boys, to be fair, because yeah. you know they're they're not bad people when Adam's not around. <laughs> yeah, no shit. yeah. Boys, anyway, this movie would be so much better without Adam, wouldn't it? Yeah, the other boys aren't that bad. Um, so then there's like this song situation. Where the girls are talking about how they want to be brides in June, and they're all in their corsets. And we see Jake Man was very upset by the amount of ankle we were seeing throughout this movie. And then we just see them all in their freaking pantaloons. He's a pure boy. Uh Jake Man was very close to ripping his eyes out. (laughs) They were wearing them corsets. Like, I think you had the comment of, like, how are they even breathing, let alone singing? Because there was there was one I think it Dorcas. was Dorcas. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was Dorcas. <laughs> that her whole like literally she looked like it was it was uh she was a clay sculpture is what it looked like. Yeah, that 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 uh anyway. That corset her corset in particular seemed really like tied in. <laughs> it was that it was, was doing in. its yeah. thing. So yeah, they sing about, you know, being brides in June. And they're all Nothing just kind of singing to a wall. Like, they all keep staring over where, I don't know, maybe a crowd would be. I don't know. Because they know at the other side of that wall. It's their man's. That, that man meat. That, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Not the man meat. Anyway, then what happens? Spring. Spring and babies. Spring starts to come in, and yeah, everyone's pulling together to help uh, deliver that baby. Everyone's pulling their weight. All the sisters, oh, I keep saying sisters, all the, the, the girls, the ladies, they start, um, you know, going one by one, getting blankets, getting water, getting anything she needs to deliver the baby. And suddenly it's there. Uh, yeah. And now they're all together and they're helping the brothers with the yard work and they're cuddling and singing in trees together, holding baby lambs together. Oh yeah, there's like a baby brooks. animal montage. <laughs> oh yeah, dogs everywhere. Uh, it's gorgeous. Adam is nowhere to be seen. Yeah, which is kind of nice. Um, but oh, oh, and Adam doesn't know that this child exists. Yeah. By the way. So one mm. of the brothers decides he ought to know. Like he, our good boy Gideon, he should know. Like yeah. that he has a daughter, which will come up. Mm. Uh, so he goes to go tell Adam. He goes to tell Adam. It's like, hey, dude, Millie, she had a she had a baby. And he's like, oh, this must be one of her tricks. <laughs> she just wants me what? back. 
But she has to apologize. She's like, you're not even to go see your daughter. And what does he say? Oh, she would give me a daughter. <laughs> or something. What does he say specifically? I think it sounded worse than what I said. It's like, oh, that's... I don't no, know. she would give birth to a daughter. Yeah. It's literally the most predictable shit man thing ever. And Gideon has always looked up to his brother and always tried to model after his brother, which was a terrible mistake. Yep. And But mm-hmm. right now, he's acting like a coward. And he punches Adam in the face, and we all literally cheered <laughs> at that yeah. scene. It was it was oh, a good Adam moment. Adam was gonna hit his brother back, but in his rage, he does like pick Gideon up like a tiny baby rag doll and puts <laughs> just plops him on a horse. <laughs> that was really impressive, actually. Yeah. The pass is unfrozen. The town gets ready to kill some ponipes, and we cut away to yeah. the brothers. And the girls and Millie with the baby play in musical chairs. And it's so cute. Yeah, to be honest, it is Yeah, cute. just seeing Gideon fall between the two chairs and everyone's like, ah, Gideon. <laughs> Loser. Yeah. Loser. Wholesome. Oh. Oh. It's wholesome fun. It could be losers and wholesome fun. <laughs> I remember, and I remember saying that, like, bitch or anything. <laughs> someone, someone, I think it might have been Sarah that said Adam would suck the fun out of this in three, oh, in like less than, two minutes. Less oh, yeah. Five less, seconds. Oh and God. Adam literally walks through the door, music cuts, everyone stops smiling, and we're all just like, damn, yep. Sarah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And. Like, so there was some time, I don't know how much time, whether it was like a week or a couple of weeks between Gideon telling him he has a daughter and the the past melting, the whole time he still didn't come down. What an absolute no. shit heel. He literally acted like it was in Timbuktu. It was so far away. But then Gideon, while he's there and is, is like, he was there at the birth and then he's at Adam's house and he's like, your, your wife just had a baby two days ago. It's a two day ride. And he just could, he could not give a fuck. No fucks. As the one who has to just bring it in for this one, I am not trying to defend Adam, but I'm going to explain what the movie is trying to show to you it does not earn it at all i'm not gonna like you this is what the movie tried to say (laughs) yeah sorry sorry so what happens is the the pass is melted adam's been thinking about this after being punched by gideon for these weeks he has been stewing about this um he shows up knowing the pass is melted and they're coming for the girls so he tells them get everything get the wagon loaded get everything packed and tells the girls to get packed up and while the men's doing that, he tells Millie, I'm taking the girls home. And the girls run off uh, because they don't want to go home and looks at Millie and makes sure that Millie knows it's only him that's going to take the girls home. Um, he wants his brothers to stay behind because he he knows full well if he goes and gives the girls home or brings the girls home, he will be arrested and most likely hanged for what they did. But at least his brothers will still be alive. And at least Millie will not get uh, persecuted for it. That it was all just him. That's what it's trying to set up. Yeah. Did it? Yeah, no, you could have still come down and visit your fucking daughter before you went to go die, bro. 
I get it, it I guess. It, you get it, but it's not well done. But the women are upset because they don't want to go home at this point. The Stockholm Syndrome has fully set in. They are in love with these six beautiful ginger men. Yeah, so they start crying again and going to go hide. Well, like, they go to go hide, and once, like, the boys start to go look for them so they can put them on the wagon of lies and send them home. But uh, once they find them, the girls start fighting them and crying and threat violently and thrashing around. Yeah, one's holding poses. one from behind and pulling him, pulling her to him. Another one's just, like, straddling on top of a woman. They're sex poses. <laughs> They're literally posing in sin. And that's how these, and that's how the families of these women are finding them. Their, their, their fathers, their brothers, the priest, like all of these people are seeing them literally posed, doing the nasty. God looks down and says, "Ah, these sinners must perish." And I'm just watching, be like, "I've done it's that one. I've done terrible. that one. I've done." <laughs> <laughs> that's in the Karma Sutra. That's in the Karma Sutra. That's on cable TV. Are you saying Karma Sutra? Am I? Isn't it? I might be. I'm really tired. Sounds like you are. (laughs) Is it not Karma Sutra? Not the point. Not the point. Sorry. We can move on. (laughs) Anyway, at some point, one of the, if it's the priest or a dad or something, hears a baby, sees the baby. Hears the baby crying. Or... Yeah, he hears the baby crying, and he, at this point, like, we've all calmed down. The daughters are in, everyone's around. Um, Baby's name is Hannah. Oh, yeah, the baby's name is Hannah, whatever, Bible. She's cute. She is cute. Um, And he goes, which one of, he's terrified of one of the daughters having a baby out of wetlock. That's the whole premise of this. And he just goes, whose baby is it? And they all in unison go, it's mine. Because <laughs> now, of course, they have to all get married because nobody's questioning this lie here. And they all do get married. And the movie just ends and no one gets in trouble. Everything's fine. This all worked out perfectly for the Ponopies. What lesson does this movie teach us? Not everything's fine. Millie still has Adam. <laughs> that is true. That That's is true, so but true. at some at some point they kiss and like make up or yeah, something. Yeah. They'll fight in like 2 days. Yeah. yeah they, I don't at this point it's not I about just want that <laughs> No. But by No, Kaz, this is the movie where I want that blurb text at the end it's like <laughs> Adam and Millie could not let this relationship work out any longer. They now move <laughs> they now live in different counties and do not maintain conversations. Yeah. No, I just want Adam to move back into that cabinet and he was found like dead like <laughs> Oh my months god. Months later. <laughs> Jesus, he's just been eaten by a bear. Yeah, sure. I don't care. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't need to be specific. I don't, yeah, I don't I need the specifics. Need I just need Millie to be separated from this man. Yeah. <laughs> and to find happiness Alice, in the organ Al- territory. Alice, go, go find the best of the worst jacket dandies. I'm sure he'll be better than Adam was. Oh, wow. And that's it. It's okay, as. Yes, it is Karma Sutra. I guess I've just always heard it said much so much faster that I don't know why it, it sounded like you emphasized Karma. I definitely Sutra, thought it was and Karma. And I've just never heard yeah. it emphasized so separately that I was like, oh, I don't know. It threw me off. But you're right. So, Kaz, you can't, you can't ignore it. 
Cats. This blistering, this blistering feeling oh, between us. <laughs> yes. Look at us right now, Kaz. Look at me. I don't want to look at you. So did you like it? No. I didn't. <laughs> I'm not much for musicals, and I think I figured out why I don't like musicals, but maybe we'll save that for another time. We've already gone a bit long. Um, and then this one just wasn't, wasn't particularly a fun story either. Adam survived at the end, but ever I don't know. <laughs> no, I didn't. Hey, Sarah. Hey. Um, How are you? I'm I'm doing pretty well, actually. How are you? Cool. How's your day been? Uh, actually, pretty good. Oh, that's awesome. Great. Did you like the movie? Okay, so here's the thing. I need you to not be mad at me. <laughs> I kind of like it. <laughs> And I hate that I kind of like it. Like, I don't, it doesn't feel good. It's kind of like the 1950s version of Jersey Shore. Like, I don't, I don't want to like it. What? But, but I could come back to it. Is that, wait, okay, so your comparison is just that you don't want to like it. Yeah. But you do. No other connection to this in Jersey Shore? Well,. There's sex in Jersey Shore, and there's sex in this oh, movie, technically. I, anyway. Yeah. There was a baby the, by the end, the, I guess. Yeah, I guess. There's a couple <laughs> in Jersey Shore. Anyway, this is not about Jersey Shore. Oh, my um, God. I, as somebody who does genuinely love musicals, if you take the storyline out of it, it's really well done. Like, it's a it's a really beautiful movie. It's got good music, and it's really good dancing. And, bitch, that's all I need. I'm good. The, 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 the yes. Oh, I was just, just agreeing with you. Singing in the dan the choreography. Oh yeah, is actually, really, really good. Yeah, the last movie that we watched had slavery in it. So, like, <laughs> is what is this a step up? <laughs> I mean, no, but also like, it's not. You know. Well, I can't wait to get to the third movie with the three of us and be like, "All right, so we went from slavery to kidnapping." And now, what do we do? How how low can we find something about murder? (laughs) Anyway, will we ever see the surface again? Anyway, I did kind of like it, if I'm being honest. Uh, Sir Square. Yeah. So, did you like it? Uh, it is more of like a yes and no for me because this is a movie I grew up on with. Mm-hmm. So like there is like the rose tinted nostalgia glasses when I see something like this. And the music is an earworm when you pay attention to it. It will get stuck in your in your head. But he won't stop whistling it at work. <laughs> at the end of the day, even if your ensemble is great, if one of your main characters is hateable, that's not good for you. And I cannot stand Adam in this movie from start to finish. So it's one of those movies like, I don't think I'm really going to recommend it to people. I'll tell them it exists and say, watch it your own like mm-hmm. morning. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to call you out, <laughs> but <laughs> I get it. When, when Square and said he was going to invite you to this movie, I said, all right, we're going to get one of two things. I think I I was like, either, they're going to agree with us. Like, yeah, this is some fucked up shit. What the fuck? But also, do you remember we were watching Prince of Egypt and we we're talking about how problematic Ramses was and we had a 
All right, Aww. listen. <laughs> I was like, if we're going to get to this movie and we might get a, okay, so that movie is problematic, but listen. <laughs> and I didn't expect we were going to get both. <laughs> I have a really bad habit of seeing the good in people and things. Yeah. At least he didn't see the good in Adam. No, yeah, he, mean, he sucks. We saw we saw how great Millie was and how she was doing fucking just amazing things with those boys, really turning them around. And if it weren't for fucking Adam, this would actually not be a, as terrible of a story as it is. And then, like you said, the music choreography and I'm sure all other musical stuff that you guys uh, are into. Uh, um, mm-hmm. I'm sure all that was good in this movie. Mm. Uh, so what I'm getting from the from the three of us here is a solid meh. Yeah. No, it's a no for me still. You you, <laughs> you guys no. can be meh or on the fence or eh, kind of. I'm I'm a nah. Valid. I would give it a meh. I think that's a good way to put it. <laughs> well, I think that's about about time for us to wrap it up then, Sarah. Thank you again so much for joining us. It's always fun when we have you on for this. Um, Thank you for having me. Do you have anything to plug? Sure. So I um, have been, I think the last time I was on this podcast, I said something to the effect of we're trying this Twitch thing. And I think now we're we're doing it. It's happening. Um, and for all of June, we're raising money um, in honor of Pride Month. So Ooh. catch Ooh, me there. Exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're a hashtag gamer. <laughs> I'm a gamer, you're, dude. You're the the number one like Dead by Daylight streamer now. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I wouldn't go that far. Anyway, yeah, you're the number one uh, Dead by Daylight streamer that I know. Oh, they. <laughs> um, you can find me playing a lot of Dead by Daylight at Twitch.tv/sarahpocalypse underscore. Okay. That's me. Uh, I'm Kaz, part of Second Respawn. Me and Nan, always doing that duo thing, playing all kinds of weird shit. Uh, you can catch us at twitch.tv forward slash Second Respawn. That's the number two ND and the word Respawn. Uh, we do variety stream stuff, too. We started on Persona 5 Strikers, um, Devil May Cry. Nan's still working his way through Elden Ring. One-shotting bosses that took me a dozen tries, the bastard. Um, and occasionally our <laughs> niece has been showing up and she's been doing like Fall Guys and uh, Kingdom Hearts for shits and giggles. Not a permanent thing, but you know, she's, she's back. So we're having fun. Hell yeah. We uh, love baby respawn my in this house. Co-host as usual. I'm not going to never not going to give him a lofty uh, intro like I did though during the Night's Tale, but he's twitched. I don't think we ever need that again. Forward slash Sir Squared. <laughs> it's S Q U A R I N. Uh, he also does variety streams. Uh, shout out to uh, our editor, Tucker underscore Wins. Yeah. Um, Bang up job on the editor. For all the we work love he... him. Bang up job always. Bangerang, mm-hmm. Tucker. Bless your beautiful hide wherever you may be. You can follow him at twitch.tv under, uh, Tucker uh, underscore Wins. Um, this podcast is available mm-hmm. everywhere that you find podcasts, uh, Spotify, Apple podcast, Amazon music, Stitcher. If you like what you hear, we ask politely, please share, 
send it to other people, see if they might enjoy it. It'll be great. Have that awkward moment where you're like, hey, I know this podcast and I kind of like it. This is two dipshits. Uh, and they talk about movies. And then stand there and stare at them and wait to see if they laugh while they awkwardly are listening to it. And they're like, uh, I guess it's cool. Kind of funny. And if that's happening right now as I'm saying it, you're fucking welcome. <laughs> So next week, uh, we're going to be checking out the movie Overboard because Kaz and I are doing a little two-week study on Stockholm Syndrome in film, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I've seen Overboard, never seen Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. <laughs> You've seen Seven Brides for Seven Brothers and have never seen Overboard. And as I was talking, you asking, hey, have you heard about this weird Seven Brides thing? It's... It sounds like fucking awful, and you're like, oh my god, I never thought anyone else would mention that movie, and suddenly this idea came out, and I'm like, this is going to be a shit show. <laughs> when you see Overboard, I'm going to be like, I'm going to have the same like nostalgia-tinted glasses, where I'm like, well, you see, but... And then I'm going to have a hard time defending fucking Overboard. It's got Goldie Hawn and Ru Kurt Russell. They're great. <laughs> So that was the conceit of this. We thought we'd have this episode first so we could just talk about the movie by itself with Sarah because we thought it'd be fun. And then next week is just going to be mostly a little bit of the movie, but kind of a comparison. It's it's going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Nice. Anybody got any final words to part on? Respect women, maybe. Yeah. Be more like Gideon, less like Adam. Don't yeah. kidnap women. Yeah.